17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. This is a team that has played a unit, excuse me, that has played very well. Um, and things that we were concerned about coming into the season at the moment feels like it is uh, secondary issues. Mike McDonald said, I got this. Don't worry about it. You know, second in the league in sacks. They are really doing their thing. And again, um, DVOA, they are overall two. And the Detroit offense overall is number three. And so um, this is an interesting matchup, right? Because this one feels a little bit more balanced in terms of what each team can do to their opponent, right? We've seen what the Lions have been able to do offensively. Um, they do have some injuries on, on offense that you are concerned about. Uh, I believe Montgomery did not practice. Um, they said he has some bruised ribs. They don't, they, he could potentially be missing some time. Gibbs is trying to find his way back. Um, St. Brown, did, did St. Brown play? I know he was dealing with an injury as well. Yeah, he was, but he was dealing with an injury going into that game. Mm-hmm. So there are some some concerns there um, for the Lions offense. Um, as the Ravens appear to start getting healthier, uh, we saw Away back at practice this week. Not sure if that means he's going to play, but him being at practice this week is a good sign nonetheless. And um, while Marcus Williams is going to be out, it doesn't feel like it's a huge loss because number one, you know, he hadn't he had only played a couple of games anyway, and Geno Stone has played exceptionally well um, in his place. So when you look at this matchup, which to me feels more even keeled. Uh, what is it that you expect from this Ravens defense to do to keep the Lions uh, basically at bay? <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to try to make them one dimensional as best as they can. They're going to take that run. They're going to first things first, try to stop the run. It's, you know, it's a positive for the Ravens. I guess that it looks like David Montgomery is going to miss some time. Um, Jameer Gibbs did practice on Wednesday, so he at least looks like he may have a shot to play. And if he doesn't, it's something to watch for because the third string back, Craig Reynolds, he missed practice with a hamstring and a toe injury. So if if Gibbs isn't able to go, they're going they and 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 Reynolds continues to trend in the way that he's going. I mean, they could have some big time question marks at the running back position. That changes their offense dramatically, dramatically. This is a team that does like to play under center a lot. Um, they live off the play action pass. Jared Goff, historically throughout his career, has been one of the best play action quarterbacks in the NFL. And he's one of the better back to the defense play action quarterbacks. That that's That's one of the toughest ones to stop. And they're able to do that from under center. So if the Ravens are able to take that run game away, and and I think Jadavian Clowney talked a, uh, a little bit about this when we spoke to him on Wednesday. Try to get them out of that under center stuff as best as you can, and you do that by shutting the run down. And now you get them in shotgun. Now you get them in positions to where they're off schedule. They're in second and longs. They're in third and longs, and that you've taken that play action that play action option away from them. Now you're allowing your pass rusher to kind of just go and get after the quarterback. And Jared Goff now has a 
tougher assignment trying to read the field, trying to get time to even find his receivers. And um, so, so I think that's the number one thing for this defense. They have to stop the run and try to make this team one dimensional tough thing to do, but the injuries may be something that helps them uh, in that regard. Secondly, this secondary right now um, is going to um, have to definitely, they're going to have their hands full a little bit. I mean, going up against Amara say Brown, I know they went up against the, the Bengals earlier in the year. Um, they, they did a very good job on Jamar chase that day. Uh, T Higgins was the one to kind of give them the business in that game with the two touchdowns. So, what do they decide to do with this one? Amon St. Brown likes to line up in the slot a lot. So is this going to be a game where we see more Marlon Humphrey playing yeah. the nickel? Or is this going to, you know, maybe a, a game where it's Marlon and maybe Kyle Hamilton is playing a lot more in the nickel as well. Uh, but whoever they're putting on St. Brown is the number one guy that you have to stop with that offense. And he lines up inside and out and he's an incredible route runner he's got deceptive speed and he's got great hands um and he's been really good this year after the catch so that's something that they've got to they they're going to have to put a lid on and for the most part this year they've done a good job of limiting the big plays especially in the past game so this will be their biggest test but it's not just St. Brown Jamison Williams came back last week had a touchdown he's shown to be a big play guy right off the bat that's a different level of speed yeah than maybe that they have gone against to this point in the season um Laporta has also played well their tight end Laporta's been a killer he's been yep. a killer and so you look at guys like Patrick Queen Roquan Smith Kyle Hamilton I mean you, you feel good about those matchups I feel like if you're the Ravens as good as Laporta's been this year they have a couple of guys that they can put on him in yeah. various situations for those short to intermediate routes. Um, so it, I do think the Ravens have the versatility. This is the this is when the versatility on the defensive side of the ball will come into play to help them this week when you've got all these different weapons on the Lions offense that you have to try to game plan to stop. The Ravens do have the bodies to throw at them, but I, I think the matchup to watch will definitely be um, a, the wide receivers versus the secondary, not necessarily looking at the Porter versus the linebackers and the safety. I do think that'll be a key matchup, but I think where the Lions can kind of stretch the Ravens thin is with their wide receiver group against the Ravens secondary because they do utilize all their wide receivers. Josh Reynolds could get a ball. Yep. Uh, Marvin, jo Marvin uh, Jones Jr. could still get a ball. I mean, he's out there still. So, I mean, it's no telling who they're going to look to to get the ball to because Jared Goff will spread the ball around. But I also think the other matchup to watch is that Lions offensive line slash Jared Goff against the Ravens pass rushers. The Ravens are tied for number one in the league in sacks right now. Jared Goff is one of the least sack quarterbacks in the NFL. So how does that end up playing out? Golf does a good job of play action. He also does a good job of getting the ball out of his hands quick. So can the coverage hold up long enough to maybe get some coverage sacks or can that pass rush, which has been so good, even if it's just clowny getting Jared Goff off his spot and doing what he's done and just being disruptive, um, that, that'll go a long way. So It'll be tough to get to him because, like I said, he's one of the least sacked quarterbacks in the league. But if the Ravens can do that, matched with 
forcing them to go one dimensional, I, I think they'll have a good day. Yeah, because for me, when you mention one dimensional, it's like, well, them running the ball, if Montgomery doesn't play, to me, is not necessarily something I would be scared of. It's the passing game that I'm, I think, more concerned about. So for me, it's, is it, are they able to rattle golf? Back there, I said golf, <laughs> but <laughs> golf. Sorry, I, can I? Can they rattle golf back there? You know, um, behind the line and get him uncomfortable. You know, enough to make some bad decisions. To me, that to me, I don't know how you make Detroit one dimensional in terms of forcing them to run because you've shut down the pass. But the Ravens have good defensive backs. They have, again, good linebackers that can cover the tight end situation. So it's not impossible. It's just not something that we've seen, I guess, for four quarters coming from this defense. But I will say that, you know, the Bengals is a good example of a team that is really good from a wide receiver perspective when you look at the the talent that they have on that roster. And the Ravens, when they're healthy, historically, they don't really let the Bengals get behind them. They keep the Bengals in front of them. So maybe that is one of the imp- more important things. If if they're going to get off, it's only going to be from a short and intermediate perspective, but the deep ball is something that they're not successful in. So it will be interesting to see. Go ahead, Cordell. No, I was just going to say, and like just to that point that you just mentioned about the short to intermediate, that's kind of where they like to live anyway. Right. A lot of St. Brown's passes, they're over the middle. Right. The short to immediate. Same with Laporta. Williams, they, I mean, he just got back last week, but he's clearly their deep threat guy. Josh Reynolds can do both as well. So I, I think it's, they force you to cover the whole field. The whole field, right. And that's the thing. But to your point, the Ravens have done a really good job this year of not giving up the big plays in the passing game, not letting guys get behind them. It's just in this one, they're going to have to tackle in space because St. Brown is just so good at finding those vacated areas in the zone. And like I said, he's been so good after the catch. If he does catch it, they're going to have to bring him down in space because he could turn a, you know, a first down into a possible touchdown. 